a podcast from Corey O'Connor. It's a Monday morning as I record this. And clearly, I'm not in the studio. You can hear a blackbird crowing. Or is it a crow crowing? Not sure. But I was just having some thoughts while I was out on my morning walk. Bus going past. Car going past. And I thought, well, why not just record it so this one will be a little different totally unscripted oh dear it could go anywhere but i was just thinking about the topics that i've covered recently where's the medical breakthroughs where's the you know the typical good news stories perhaps i shouldn't say typical because they are like hen's teeth they are hard to find and uh, in this day and age, it's just, yeah, it's really difficult. That's the reason why I'm talking about this. Like, am I just bringing doom and gloom? But there is doom and gloom. I look online for, at my trusted sources for news of what's happening, not just here in Australia, but also around the world. And um, all I see primarily is the bad stuff. And no, I don't have blinkers on. That's appropriate that I'm saying that because I'm just walking past the Geelong... Ew. Cockatoo just uh, did a poo. Uh, I'm walking past the Geelong race course. So, yes, no pun intended. But I don't have blinkers on. I, I have been looking. I don't know. I'm not trying to make excuses. But good news stories... Well, they're just good, and they've already got a happy result, something to end with, or it's a positive move, or it's something that's a breakthrough and people are excited about. Train going past. It's all happening this morning, and it's only just after 7am. The things that I guess my eyes are maybe not deliberately, but certainly attracted to, are the stories that the bullshit needs to be called out on and there's a lot of that i mean you might look at the trump ones and think oh well you know they're just funny but you know the underlying message of those episodes is that that man could be the next president of the united states and you think hey you're in australia why the hell would you care well i think we all should i mean you can't say that things that happen in america don't have a knock-on effect to the rest of the world. The other side of things is uh, politics here in Australia. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's gone down. We've had bad government in the past. To a certain degree, we might have bad government now and we'll certainly have bad government in the future. And I, I worry about future generations of what this means. Is like, are we never going to get this right? Look at America's history. Coming up on 235 years since the Constitution was created and things there seem to be going backwards. I mean, where did it go wrong? It didn't happen overnight. I guess you could look at it from this point of view. The American political system is like that lobster in the cold water motorcycle. It's slowly being heated up and it's unaware of what's going on. I can't help thinking that it's human arrogance that a lot of people refuse to believe what's happening. They would rather just, no, 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 I believe this, despite the fact that there would be quite possibly evidence to the contrary. That in particular, I'm talking about like Trump, the nonsense that he says, it's easily disproved. But Trump supporters 
have their eyes and ears firmly closed to facts. And I don't understand how in the 21st century that that's possible with the amount of information have we got too much information these days and that's the reason why people are like no enough is enough i mean i might be tapping into something there because i've seen that myself i've had to pause the podcast it's like you know i can't take any more of this crap the 2020 american election i was thinking could we just get it over and done with and it just seemed to go on for so long between the election inauguration day and in between that obviously the insurrection on the 6th of january 2021 and the constant no i won this state i won the election it was stolen from me without an atom of proof proven in court that there was no truth to it but I guess when you're Trump and people just look at it from the point of view of well he said that I believe him so therefore he's right there's there's no questioning a lot of people believe that well they would call me a lefty or a huge supporter of the Labour Party in Australia if it comes down to it who would I choose Labour or the Liberal National Party coalition well obviously it's Labour because I've got to balance who's the least worst and that's, I don't think, how things should be, but that is the way they are. And for the time being, I just need to accept that that's the way things are. But if I see issues, like I have big issues with that the Albanese government in Australia will be continuing on with this building, spending billions of dollars on submarines, which won't be available to us for quite some time. I seem to recall this happening before, set up under a coalition government. They were supposed to be, were they Collins-class submarines? And they were a little leaky. You don't want your submarines to be leaking. You really don't. So we're spending spending billions of dollars on things like submarines. Sure, we do need defence. But I think when it comes to it, if Russia or China wanted to invade Australia, there's little that we could do. Any allies might be unable or unwilling to help us out when it comes to the crunch. So... I'm not saying we should just lie down on issues and don't rock the boat or anything like that. We need to have our say, and there are forums for that. And to get things back on track, uh, (laughs) I swear I'm not saying that for any sort of laughs, but I am about to enter the Ballerine Rail Trail, a walking track that uh, stretches from, I don't know how far, maybe as far as like South Geelong, uh, all the way down to the Ballerine Peninsula. But just getting back on topic, I don't have this unflinching love affair with the Labour Party. If I see something that I don't agree with, then I will say it regardless of which political party it was. The last time I can think of from a conservative side of politics in Australia that they've done something that I supported was back in, if I remember correctly, the Port Arthur massacre in Tasmania and then Prime Minister John Howard, a man who I despise, maybe not the worst, but one that I, I really do not agree with his politics or the way he did operate as Prime Minister. I did support him when... It came to a a national gun amnesty and buyback program to take those sort of weapons that were used by Martin Bryant at Port Arthur to take them back so they weren't in the community. And Australia was certainly a safer place for that. Any unwavering support from both sides of politics 
is fleeting because otherwise people might realise that they're really the same party but with a different logo. So, yeah, sure, I have opinions on things, but I try really hard and, you know, I'm only human like the rest of us. I'm going to make mistakes, but I try really hard that I do not let my opinions get in the way of facts. I'm going to stop here and when you hear me in a moment, I'll be back in the studio and hopefully... I have found something positive, something even remotely positive to focus on. I certainly do go on when I don't have a script, but I stand by what I've said. There was more, in fact, nearly 20 minutes worth, but I was ruthless with my editing. I found a story from ABC News Online that is informative and might just get you rummaging through stuff cluttering up your garage, basement or attic. Now, who would have thought, but according to ABC News, vintage rocking horses can fetch big bucks as demand for the antiques lives on. Sydney-based Sasha Douglas, a uh, rocking horse enthusiast, words I never thought I would use, she loved growing up with and dreamed of having her own rocking horse. She'd say, I'd always wanted one and then when I was a teenager I thought, well I'm too big but one day when I have a child I'll make one. Apparently she even saved real hair from her own horse for her first restoration, an old overpainted robot. Now, thankfully, I put a link in the show notes so you'll be able to see what a roebuck is. And I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I find it a little disturbing. It's got real hair. So fast forward, 15 years later, Ms. Douglas has restored around 120 horses, also imported containers of rocking horses from overseas. The Sydney collector said traditional carve pieces could cost a couple of thousand dollars, adding that rare examples could sell for up to get this $25,000. Meantime, in central Queensland, David and Debbie Sainsbury have restored old rocking horses and have made new ones for more than a decade. The couple's property has its own mill and a shed filled with stacked timber logs drying out in preparation to become a child's toy or an enthusiast's showpiece. There really is interest for rocking horses, particularly vintage ones from right across the country. Luke Jones, an Adelaide-based vintage toy collector for more than 40 years, agreed rocking horses were particularly special. So back to what I said at the beginning, you might want to be rummaging through uh, your old junk. Well... Is your old toy valuable? Quality has to be there, has to be made well. Many high quality toys were not mass produced. As toys get older, it does increase in value. Is the toy from a particular brand that collectors are interested in buying? As I mentioned earlier, I have put a link in the show notes to this story. Maybe not a story that has you rolling on the floor with laughter. That's the job of a comedy podcast. I'm just trying to do a podcast that lets you know what's happening in our world to inform and enlighten. It's not always going to be fluffy cats, cute babies doing the darndest things and other clickbaity type material. It's going to be real, the good and the bad. I mean, I had to go through heartbreaking stories, an endless parade of them, politics, climate, crime, war, but I'll take real over pretend any day. 
Social media is a place for not just bots, but wall-to-wall fakery. An account I follow on Instagram, The Daily Oz, a news outfit for younger Australians. My comments to their stories often garner a decent amount of attention through likes and occasionally comments. But recently, there's a noticeable number of users taking a different view of things, and then the pylon begins from other accounts inflaming the negative comments that I've received. Basically, outrage after not having read what they're supposedly angry about. I won't go into details here about a recent occurrence. My reply to a post was just asking the poster not to flame the fire with anger and anguish that what they posted would most likely have done. Most responded positively to my post to calm the situation down, but that's not what everyone thinks or wants. I appreciate you listening from wherever in the world you're located. Links and contact details on the website, bio.link forward slash cjnet.